0: Two, one, let's go. It's time to Dad Up. Welcome to the Dad Up podcast, the podcast for dads, about dads, being dads. Get ready for exciting guests talking about their experiences of parenting, the good and the not so good. Bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode and let's get started. Here is your host, Brian Ward. Welcome to another episode
1: of Data Up everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited for the guest I have on. He and I have gotten a chance to connect over the last couple of months and even though we haven't ever met in person, we were just talking about it off air. Uh, we feel like we've known each other for a long time and feel like close friends. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited
2: to have Carl Epolito on the show. Thank you very much for joining me, brother. Yeah, no. I'm I'm excited to be here. I when I when I saw the, the your, your area code, which was my old original area code. That's right. I was like wait, have we have we, pa- have we passed a whole different life
1: that's right yeah i'm in southern california and you were talking about that uh, um that's cool now did you live out here i forget did you live out here i
2: did so i grew up in temecula when it was a small little town and so from uh 90 to 90 to 2000 it's a, it's a much different place now um so yeah i'm very i'm very attached to the 909 area code <laughs>
1: Awesome. Um, Okay. So for my listeners who may not know who you are, I mean, obviously you've got, um, we're going to get into it, but you've got kind of a cool little deal going with your girls. You got two little girls and uh, you, you do a lot of cool videos and things like that. But before we dive into that, I want my listeners to know a little bit more about you, kind of how you grew up, your kind of your background,
2: kind of your family history, and then let's dive right into your, to your, to your girls. Yeah, sure. Sure. So, um i grew up in southern california i was actually born in texas born in houston and it's always the question that leads to a question people are like oh well, did you go to college and you know and so Cal- so in socal i'm like no i went to college in uh in knoxville tennessee the high school and college in tennessee and they're like oh so did you move because I'm, I'm in philadelphia now and they're like oh well, did you move you know to philly from there and i'm like no i went and did a startup world in san francisco for a little while and it's like so that question always like leads to a question it's uh it, it can be cumbersome at a a cocktail party, but yeah. So grew up in SoCal, then Tennessee, very, very different worlds. Um, Went to Silicon Valley, fell in love with tech, all things tech, social, and so on. Went to business school at Villanova and here in Philly, and then started my career professionally in the software, uh, in the software space. Um, Met my ex-wife, had two beautiful daughters, Sophia Rose uh, is eight, Mia Bella is six. And when they were two, right when they turned two and four, uh, their mother and I got divorced and it really made a massive shift in my life because I did travel a ton. I traveled about 180 days a year before that happened. And when, uh, you know, when you kind of go through an abrupt, uh, situation like that, which, excuse me, you know, it, it is never desired, um, But unfortunately, probably half of your listeners have experienced it in some capacity. Uh, You have two choices. You can change the environment around you because now you have to be a dad. Or you keep the environment around you the same because you have to be a dad. And and I'll I'll explain later what those two mean. Um, But for me, it meant, you know, I'm going to be a dad first. I didn't have a great dad growing up. And I knew that. My daughters aren't going to have that experience. You know, if you, if you want to change generational bonds, um, we're all products of our, our, our own environment. So to be, a, to be a product of your own environment, that simply means that as an adult, you had experiences as a child and we're all going to be products. That product either be the same or that product will be very, very different. And I made the choice very early on that my children's product will be very, very different. And we do, we, I parent in a very different way. It's a very, uh, non-traditional way. And, uh, and then as you have seen, I started to share that online a little bit.
1: Okay. So cool. So now, um, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up kind of your, your family history, as far as you're growing up with, uh, you know, kind of not, not the best relationship with your, with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had the same thing, you know, um, my, my parents, you know, stayed married their whole lot, you know, our, my whole life, uh, they're still married today. Um, but, you know, I had, I had a good relationship with them, but not a great relationship with them. And they weren't really, they worked a lot. So they weren't they weren't really involved in the things that I was doing outside of school, like extracurricular activities, like sports and stuff. Um, They just, they just couldn't attend. They just couldn't come to those things. And I knew at that time, I, I, I knew when I was in high school that when I did have kids, Uh, I was going to make sure I was involved. And that's why I've been so involved in my kids' lives. And now they're both, you know, my, both my boys are adults, uh, Mm -hmm. 20, going to be 23 next week. And uh, my youngest is 20. So, um, but I have coached everything that they've been a part of uh, all the way up through high school. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was, I was at everything that they did, everything, uh, from school functions to parent teacher conferences, to sporting events. I mean, everything that they were involved in, I was involved in, um, because it was important to me because I didn't have that as a child and I wanted them to have that. Um, so seeing that you've kind of have that same, you kind of had that same experience. You didn't want your girls to grow up in that environment that you grew up in.
2: Yeah. So my house, my dad was at everything. He was my coach in baseball from, you know, second through up until high school. Okay. My house was a very old school house. I mean, I I was beat to, I was beat to greatness. Uh, yeah, I I was a national merit scholar in school one because I was intellectually capable, but two, I was scared shitless to bring home. (laughs) And it's just the truth. Like, the worst days of my life, Brian, It's what I was telling you like, I'll be real candid. The worst day of my of my life, I can tell it to you. I was 12 years old. I we were I was playing catcher. We were the best team in the little league, and I overthrew third base in the game winning run scored. Oh. I was mortified on that drive home. Like so, you know, going over three in my house, you were you were heading into a bad day. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what's really Bizarre about that. I don't recommend the ways in which he motivated me. I've never laid a finger on my kids. I got the shit beat out of me, <laughs> but he got the best out of me in a really sick way. And I, and I don't think you can. I don't think you can overlook that. You know, there's there's got to be ways of of pulling out potential. There are plenty of parents who do not pull the, the potential out of their kids. Right. We we and, and the and the athletic world, we see it all the time. Wasted potential. So I, I knew that I I did not want my kids to hate me, but I also knew that, and especially with like with their, and their mother was a division one, you know, athlete and she's very smart. And so I, I kind of like knew what their blood type was. I'm like, you know, so I know that it's in them. How I went about it became very, 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 very calculated, extremely calculated. My daughters are not feared. I never, I never, I don't stand over my daughters. I get on their level. Right. I don't want them to ever be fearful of a man. I also want them to respect authority and respect men, but on their level, it's never a fear tactic. You know, we don't, we don't raise voices in my house. Now I, I break that one from time to time. When I do, I have to apologize to them, Like right? Whatever they did that got them in trouble, they're not responsible for my actions. Mm-hmm. And so when I break one of our rules, I don't care what the reason is. And neither do they, they expect dad to apologize. And I think a lot of parents get lost in that. They're like, Oh, well, you know, like, we don't apologize to our kids. And what I say is that it has nothing to do with me when my daughters mess up and I'm not around and I'm not in the room. They need to know that, Hey, my dad can apologize to me. I can apologize to whoever I hurt. Right. Like that's the logical sequence that I'm, that I'm trying to instill in them, which before I was a single parent, I never would have thought like this. Right. Ever. This, all of this happened because of survival tactics, you know, they'd be two and four and we'd be in the grocery store and I needed them to not, to not have a breakdown. I needed them to not scream and not grab this. I had to get the, the grocery store shopping done. So I came up with a lot of things that, I wish I could say I was some savant or some brilliant dad, but the truth is I had to get groceries bought. And then when I step back to look at, all right, well, some of this worked, like what was it? Then I've just compounded on a lot of it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's interesting you bring up, uh, you know, I would say that you were kind of raised in and you were motivated through fear. Uh, and it was kind of the same thing for me growing up. You know, I, I was really good in school, uh, always got good grades, but I did it because I was scared of what my dad would think or what he would do. Uh, and I think that's such a, it's not a good approach for kids. I, at the same time, I'm not a big fan of, I see a lot of parents that coddle their kids and, and and accept them just not doing their work and things like that. And I, and I don't agree with that aspect of it either. Um, but, uh, raising your kids uh, to fear you, uh, I think there should be a healthy level of fear. Um, mm. I like to, I do like to say that a uh, healthy level of fear is fine. Uh, but having, but raising your kids to be overall scared of you and, and your reactions to things is not, is not healthy.
2: Um, right. I did, we actually, so we just had ter- uh, uh, parent teacher conferences. And, you know, so my mom was a, was a Catholic school administrator, principal and teacher for 25 years. And so my daughters go to Catholic school. So not only am I um, the divorced dad, which has a stigma that I never, I never knew existed. Mm -hmm. I was never in the world and who does it exist? (laughs) Um, uh, And then now people know me because of my social profiles And then they definitely don't expect some of the things that come out of my mouth at those conferences. So um, the two things that I don't lose sleep over are grades and goals, meaning I don't lose sleep over the grades you get, and I don't lose sleep over how many goals you score. But what will get you grounded in this house, did you know about the test? Did you study for the test? Did you know about your game? Did you practice for your game? And whenever my daughters have games, they have two rules, and it's to play hard and run fast. Look, you play hard, you run fast, good things are going to happen. Sometimes that goalie, she's just on one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, especially in basketball, you know there's Sometimes you get three, you get three cheap fouls. Like, right. so sometimes, sometimes you're just feeling it, and you put up thirty, and you couldn't tell me why you did, anyways. Right. So. If you control the controllables, which they don't know what that means yet. Mm -hmm. So I put it in different terms. Like if you run fast and you play hard and then in school, it's like, look, did you know about the test? Just study the test. You do those things. I don't care about grades and goals. And, you know, teachers don't always see eye to eye with that. Mm -hmm. Um, They also don't see eye to eye with, you know, how, my form of punishment maybe versus others. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's fine. I, I already expect, you know, accept that, but yeah, it's um uh, like, I don't look at the report card. Like if it's something, you know, egregious, I'll already get an email. Uh, but grades and goals to me are only a reflection of um, did you work? Did you, did you study for the test and work hard? Yes or no. And then when you're in a game, play hard and run fast, you do those yeah. things you'll score more goals than not, and you'll make more good grades than not.
1: Yeah. it all comes
2: down to preparation,
1: preparation. A- and, and yeah. Um, well, let's kind of, let's kind of segue a little bit. Cause you kind of mentioned it. I, I mean, I know you have, um, I don't know, what is it? 150,000 followers or something on TikTok, And, and you've got, you've got quite a few followers on Instagram and all that. Yeah. Um, but you do a lot of, <laughs> you do a lot of fun videos with your girls and now they're eight and six. So they're young. I know a lot of people that don't want their kids to be involved in social media or have sure. social media access. I know a lot of parents, because, you know, I coach the high school level. Uh, I know a lot of parents that don't want their kids pictures being put on social media. Right. Um, and, and you've kind of taken the opposite approach, which is, you know, obviously your choice, you and your, your ex-wife's choice. Um, but these videos are, they're fun. They're entertaining. Um, they're, they're, they're uh I mean that your girls enjoy them. Um it, it, so what inspired that? What 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 got you to go to start doing that?
2: Yeah, so there's two parts to that. And the first part I'll go by briefly. When we got divorced, um it was a very public divorce in my small town. Um I wasn't expecting it. And um I it was really depressing. I mean I, I mean, Brian, I've never been fired from a job. I've I've done very well professionally. And in my first year and a half, I was fired from two different jobs. Hmm. Um, it was really depressing. Uh, you know, you go in a house that's, that's silent and you walk past your kids' rooms. It's not because they went to college. It's because they're not living in this house on this day. Right. And I did not handle that well. And so what I found myself doing was, uh, you know, how many parents complain about like, oh, I got soccer on this night and basketball on this night, and we're doing this and we're doing that? I was the parent, that like, I couldn't wait to get the ballet right, see my kids. I couldn't wait to go to gymnastics. I was the happiest at, at gymnastics, and they have this, and that where their gym is, you walk upstairs to this big platform so you can look down on the kids doing it, and all you hear are just oh, this bickering and this gossip. I'm glued. To the wall, to the glass. And this is when she's like first learning, you know, tumbling. And I'm like recording. I was the happiest dad at all their activities. Because what I noticed was those moments with them were the literal pure, pure joy moments in my life. And it probably got me through that first year and a half. And because of it, me and my girls did, we just bonded at a really awesome levels that's kind of the first the first half of it um we do have a very unique bond uh the second half of it is you know i know that my ex-wife isn't a fan of the social media i understand why i understand the parents that are against it i totally do generationally this has always been a thing for parents the the what has changed so social media you know like the the what always changes. It's mm-hmm. you know, are, are you hanging out with kids smoking cigarettes? Or all the skaters, or all the kids that have that you know that that have weed. You know, it's I can't get a hold of you. Here's a pager. Everyone's scared of something all the time. It's always happened generationally. Um, you know, I come from a house that we you know my my daughters for example have both shot. They both actually have their own rifle. They've shotguns. That theory is only because I never want them at little Johnny's house. And then they see little Johnny's dad's gun. they all get, they get curious and excited about it. and That's how someone gets hurt. Like my daughters know what it feels like. They know what it looks like. And they know that if they're not in this house, they go very, very far away from it. Um, I teach social media, the same thing. They don't have their own social media accounts. We only have mine. We've talked about maybe when is a good time for you to have your own. We talk a lot about, just like with their shot, just like with the rifles, like they have to show where the safety is. How do you point it down? Even when you hold it, you know, fingers like this, never like that. Um, those same protocols are, are with social. I don't ever want them to go to a friend's house that, who does have a phone and maybe it does have TikTok. And then all of a sudden it's like, what is this? Right. And then now my head, you can't control an Eight, nine, 10 year old's head, right? So now your head is just down in, you know, all the way down in the dumps. And so I've brought them along. I've shared the experience with them. When my accounts blew up, I did go through and I took out anything personal in my accounts. Um, I even took out a lot of things with my girlfriend because, you know, she didn't ask for this. Right. Um, like my, anything that has my house in it is off anything with, um, anything remotely identif- identifiable, I've gone through all of my social profiles and have deleted. I mean, now my accounts are, um, I talk about being a single parent. Mm-hmm. talk about my faith a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe a lot of people that are single parents, they don't truly believe that they're welcome in the, in the church. And I'm like, yo, look, if you actually knew who Jesus, who Jesus hung out with, you'd be surprised because you right. <laughs> happen to have this big heart for the broken. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of like his people. And I share it just like that, like very basic. And then I share I share my single parenting stuff. And some some of the single parenting is uh, very you know is serious. Sometimes I talk about how you know I wish that their mother and I would be would be better co parents. And in that message, I say this isn't on her. This is on us. This is an us thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I released the video a few months ago that I I still pin. I keep it high where. You know, none of my social has anything to do with her. Like, she's not the villain in this story. Um, you don't need to bash your your ex in order right. to be a better parent. That doesn't have to happen. It doesn't help anybody to do it. And then the last, like, of it is uh, the stuff with my daughters. Now, the stuff with the daughters. I, I for for TikTok. You know, yeah, we have one hundred fifty thousand followers. It's um, girl dad underscore single dad. If you guys want to check it out, that's cool. And it's, it's part of a lot of content, you know, maybe every four videos, me and my girls were dancing, doing one of the trending topics on Instagram. I never would have imagined. So, and we can talk about this later, but the way that Instagram is growing is very, very, very specific. And I was just repurposing my old TikTok content for Reels. I have, I've never made anything purely for uh, Instagram. And one of the dances got 25 million views of me, of me and my daughter. And, um, and then another one has 6 million and then one's got 3 million and like four have over a million. And my, my, my account went from 3000 to, to 30,000 in, you know, in eight weeks uh, on Instagram. But it, and that's all, that's almost all me and my daughters. The point of all of this winded uh, point is that my daughters and I, we do share moments together. We are not an average uh, father, daughter, hierarchy, hierarchy type of relationship. We do things that are funny. We do things that are goofy. And that allows us to do the things that are serious. And what I have found, and I wish I could show you what my message is, because they're they're by the hundreds. Um, I get them from kids that say, I wish my dad would have been goofy with me. Right. My dad never would have done that with me. You know, Brian, it's a 30 second video. Right. Um, you know, or what? the one that breaks my heart is that it's, um, you know, people that say like, oh, like, why do your daughters do those dumb little things? I get it. It might be a dumb little thing, but I promise you that like your 12 year old just heard you say it's a dumb little thing. And we don't think that's a big thing. But now that 12 year old is in their room by themselves thinking that they're a dumb little thing that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I'll get messages from people that are saying, Hey, we saw your videos. So I asked my son if he wanted to make one and it's, it's brought us together. It's, you know, it's brought us closer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I never would have imagined that Brian, we got stopped at our, my daughter's school craft fair by two families that say that they have seen that noticed you. (laughs) That was, that was, uh, I wasn't expecting that. And they say, yeah, we, you know, we, we do them as a family now. Uh, and now my daughters have got this little people know that, um, that they're the ones that, (laughs) that do it, but, uh, it's, it's really has been, it's been a blessing, um, because, my hope is that a lot of people realize that you don't have to do the big crazy things to have moments with your kids. Like trips to Disneyland are awesome. They're great. Um, 60 seconds to film a really silly little video with them and be goofy with them. And maybe even like wear something a little goofy with them Mm -hmm. goes so long. It goes so far.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's the bond that like you had mentioned earlier, you alluded to earlier. It's that even though it's, it's not, you know, believe it or not, it's not silly to them, to us as adults, it's silly, but to them, it's not to them. It's, Hey, I'm doing this with my dad. I'm doing this with my mom. We're doing this as a family. This is fun. Uh, And so that's what I think is cool about it. Uh, And it's interesting. I had, um, A long time ago, it's gosh, over a year ago, I think, about a year ago, I had uh, Dogface on my show, and uh, if you, for those of you that may not know who he is, he's the guy that was drinks the cranberry juice, rides the skateboards, and and to Fleetwood Mac songs, Mm -hmm. and his that that little video blew up, and now he's you know he's gone viral, Um, and he's he's sponsored and all this other stuff, but but it all started it all started kind of like what you're talking about. He made a goofy little video with his daughter and she couldn't believe that he wanted to do it. She was actually making fun of him. She was, she was approaching her teenagers, but she made this, he made this goofy little video with her and she thought it was silly, but it all started from there and it just kind of trickled. And then he started doing these little videos on his, on his own. And and even though he's getting made fun of by his teenage daughter, he was still doing it just, just because just to be goofy, just to be silly. And it, it created this bond between the two of them. And now he's, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's blown up. Um, but it's for the fact, yeah, I mean, it's just it, the fact that you're doing this willing to step out of your comfort zone you're not, they're not stepping out of their comfort zone because they're little kids. They're, they're going to be goofy all the time, right? You're stepping <laughs> yeah. out of your comfort zone, putting yourself on blast in front of the whole world um, to, to, for nothing more than to have this special moment with
2: your daughters. That's it. That's yeah, it. it. This, it really this isn't is. about you. This is about the bond that you and your, your daughters have. Yeah, so the two viral moments were on TikTok. I started doing TikTok because on Wednesday nights my daughters go to their mom's house. So I have them on I have Mondays, Tuesdays, and their mom has Wednesday, Thursday. We split Friday. And for three and a half years, I didn't sleep on Wednesday nights. It just, I could not. I still struggle. That hurdle, you know, three and a half years of therapy later, we're still working on it. <laughs> um, and uh so, what I started to do was, I'm a big proponent on this. Like, whatever you need in life, go lead with. If you need prayer, go pray for someone. If you need a friend, then go be one. If you need financial reward, take a little bit that you have and go put it to use. I just massively believe that. And so, I needed prayer on Wednesday night. And I started doing open prayer requests on TikTok on Wednesday nights. And that's how the whole entire thing took off. And I think last Wednesday we had fifteen hundred people. We've been doing it for sixty-six weeks now, um, but but th- that's where it started from, and then it's obviously has grown, you know, from there. And with the girls on on Instagram, it started from just sharing one video of me and my daughter. I did know that I wanted to grow Instagram. I didn't want to grow it in the same way I grew TikTok. They, I mean, a lot of the themes are the same, but I wanted it to be about sharing experiences with my daughters. I really did want that. I wanted it to be known that as a girl dad, there's ways that we can parent. There's ways that we can build up young women. Uh, there's ways that we can build up young men to to lead women. Right? We've like men and women have biological differences, and they're okay. And you know, the fastest way to uh, raise a strong, independent woman that breaks through glass ceilings is actually if you embrace their feminine. So people ask me, why do I get my toes painted? So every time me and my daughters get a pedicure, they each get one big toe to paint. And <laughs> I'll go with them to get pedicures. And people ask all the time, like, if I, like oh, when I'm in the gym in the steam room, I always get the eyes that look at my toes. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's and, and then I get to share my story. Like the fastest way to raise strong, independent, glass ceiling breaking women is to embrace their feminine, um, and I think there's a lot of parallels with with having young men in the same exact way. So it has. It's been these. It's been these shared experiences, and I'll tell you, I've had so many dads, and uh, you, know, you included, tell me that you there's nothing you can buy your kid that's you know more than a memory, right. There's nothing. There's not a toy they want that they would rather have. You know, an afternoon with you, right? And I didn't, never knew that when I wasn't a single dad. But then when they got taken from me half the time, and half the time I literally don't see them or I can't be with them. I'll tell you, I know what that means now Right. to my core. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, it's 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 powerful. Well, I uh, I. Congratulate you on on the way that you're not only raising your daughters, you and your ex wife, the way that you guys are both raising your daughters, uh, but the fact that you guys, uh, you in particular, uh, but the fact that you're creating these special bonding moments with them that you'll have forever, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and I mean, I can just imagine where it's going to go from here when they start to get a little bit older, uh, and and you know maybe maybe the videos aren't so much silly anymore, maybe they're more You know, educational, or maybe they're more about you know the relationship that you guys have. Uh, I just I think it's really cool, and I commend you for it. Um, So thank you, thank you, brother. I did want to ask you one more question. I know we're about out of time, but I wanted to ask you one more question. And we did kind of talk about it real briefly, Um, but you kind of mentioned that your daughters kind of asked you or toyed with the idea of possibly getting their own social media account, and you you guys really aren't sure what that age is. Um, what, how do you feel about that? What, what kind of advice would you give to parents that may be kind of deciding whether or not that they want their kids or should allow their kids to have social media?
2: Yeah. So I know, I know where my boundaries are and I'm working back from there. So I know that the answer is to not that they can't have one. I mean, this is very simple child parent 101. the stronger resistance you put, the more rebellious they'll be. And not, not always, but I will tell you that the ones that become very rebellious in that scenario, I could, look, I could name names from kids I went to high school with that that rebellion, it, it shoots so far that you can never overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want them to, to not have it, not know what it is. I don't want curiosity to keep in. You know, cur- curiosity is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Um, I also knew the kids in high school that didn't have any rules, you know, we knew, we knew whose basement we could party in. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know those are my boundaries. Um, it's tough for me because my eight-year-old's getting a phone this year for Christmas. And as single parents, we view this very, very differently because that phone is my mechanism to call her. You know, she can't call me all the time. Um, and that's not the saying that her mom doesn't let her. It's when she's laying in bed and wants her dad, she has to go, go and get her mom's phone. You know, her mom doesn't always want her playing on her phone. I don't want my daughter's always playing on mine. So I totally get that. And so I think, I think I'm think i going to go back to the iPad touch route, which I haven't had one of those in years. And <laughs> as long as it has internet connection, you can FaceTime and use it. It also has all the apps on it. And we talk a lot about what it means to have responsibility. Um, and, and look, we do go to church every Sunday. And I tie a lot of things into my faith. And one of the things that Jesus talks about is, you know, what have you done with the time, talent and treasures that God has given you? You know, when you get to the he- when you get to heaven, he's gonna say, hey, with all the time, talent, treasure that I gave you, what did you do with it? Did you spread the word? So on and so forth. And so very simple. I, I share it with my daughters. Like, look, you're going to get you're going to get your phone or in this case, her, her iPad touch. And you're going to have the ability to do things on this. And We're going to start with a little. And what are you going to do with a little? Are you going to abuse the little or respect the little and then showing what you do with, with the little, you'll get a little more. And you know, I hear this, I, I do this with, with people that I coach professionally. I'm like, look, like, you say that you want more time. Well, what'd you do with the time that you had? Mm-hmm. Why is God going to give you more time when the time you had, mean you watch Netflix all day. Right. So, the, those, those, that, that, that teaching element is how I plan on doing it with the girls and with social media. It gets difficult because some apps, I can have a parent, like child, like like on YouTube, I can monitor certain things. Um, on TikTok, you can't as much. They, they, they don't even care what Facebook is, which is hilarious. Right. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of Snapchat. I'm not, I have it. I'm not on it. I don't really like it. Um, Instagram and TikTok are the first two that I'll have to address. And um, I have such a big TikTok following that they're all gonna go follow her and ha- she'll have a whole bunch of police officers kind <laughs> of like looking over her. Uh, but I do, th- I think it's something that you've gotta go hand in hand with your kids on. Um, I think it's something that they have to be able to come and talk to you. Like, put, th- there's, there's my last example. There's a bunch of creepy people. I mean, if you saw my messages from men and women, like you would blow your mind. Right. I mean, and you know that it would blow your mind. And I'm telling you, take that thought and triple it. There's a lot of cr- really creepy people. I need, when my daughters get a creepy message, I need them to come and tell me rather than them being scared to tell me because they don't want me to take it away. Right. Right. That is the act. That's the actual uh, battle that I personally will face. Right. Because y'all need to come and tell me these things, not so I can take it away and say, Oh, I was right. Your behavior. Not none of that matters. What matters is good choice, bad choice. If a bad thing happens, you come to me. We have a rule in my house. You tell the truth. You never get in trouble. You got to handle that all the way around. Right. I, like I want, I want to get them in trouble sometimes, but you bring it to me let's face it together. Right. I think the minute when we lead with social and we're so hard on social and they get themselves in those positions, they're going to try to figure them out on their own and not come to you. And I think that's when it gets dangerous, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I think what, one of the things that you've uh, kind of talking about there is just, I think it comes down to the communication level, right? The, 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 um, their ability to come communicate with you and for you to communicate with them and uh, without this um, lack of respect or fear uh, to communicate. So uh, the fact that you're kind of explaining to them and showing them what this stuff is now uh, to kind of prepare them for when they do have an account uh, or get their own accounts. uh, And the fact that you continue to communicate with them and and the bond that you have, uh, I think they'll be fine. So um, that's cool. Uh, well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, if my listeners want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, uh, go check out your TikTok with your daughters, all that stuff. Where's the best place for them to do that?
2: Yeah, sure. So on TikTok, it is at girl dad underscore single dad on Instagram. It is simply at Carl Eppolito, all one word. I'm the only Carl Eppolito that exists. So I am extremely <laughs> easy to find uh, EPPOLITO. And then it's also linked into my my uh, tick tock as well girl dad underscore single dad so yeah y'all come check it out drop a comment let me know what you guys think about it awesome well listen carl uh super glad that we've gotten a chance to connect over the last
1: few months um looking forward to seeing more of the stuff that you're doing uh and i appreciate our friendship and continuing to uh i look forward to staying in touch with you brother
2: oh absolutely i can't i can't wait to meet next time i'm in southern california
1: do it man I-
2: it's been one of the best things. I've met a handful of people, you know, real, real short version of a guy I've become friends with on TikTok. He was in prison from 17 to 32. Wow. And he, made, he made these videos that were just so mentally captivating. So he gets out, he's doing some things. We, we become friends. Um, he has a huge following. He was driving through uh, from Florida to, to New York. He drove right by my house, stopped by my house. Him and his girlfriend had dinner with me and my daughters in my backyard. Fast forward even now, my church does a thing where um, you can adopt families whose parents are in prison uh, for Christmas. And he completely inspired me. So we've adopted two families for Christmas whose parents are in prison. And since he has half a million TikTok followers, he's helping raise money you know, on his TikTok so we can go and bless these,
1: oh, you know, these cool. two
2: families. And so- you know, there's some, there's some not good things on social media, but man, as you know, there are some incredible things on social media as well.
1: Yeah. Incredible things, incredible people such as yourself. Um, I'm glad you guys are doing that. That's a, that's a cool, cool thing that you guys are doing. Um, but yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate it. Look forward to a continued friendship. If you're ever out in Southern California, man, hit me up. You know, it. I
2: will. I can't wait. <laughs>
1: Well, this has been another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, This episode will come out soon. I'll make sure to put all his tags in there so that way you guys can look him up. But I just want to thank my good friend, Carl Eppolito, for joining me again. Make sure you guys are subscribing to my YouTube channel, subscribing to all my links, and I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dad Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next weekly episode while you're at it. Leave a rating and review. And if you know someone this show can help, be sure to share it with them. Want to learn more? Check out the website at daduptribe.com or leave Brian a message on Instagram at daduppodcast.